Hey guys, we're in another episode of MC Anime. We're in the 16th episode of MC Anime. I'm MC Anime, and we have a co-host. Hey everyone, it's Leah again. Yeah, Leah's back for to handle some fire users in anime. So what should they know oh. about the fire users in anime? Um, so we do have four characters that we actually chose from. Uh, we had to sort through quite a few. There's a lot of the really popular characters, of course, like Roy Mustang or, you know, Bleach's Yamaboto. But we wanted to also highlight some other characters who recognizably have amazing feats themselves, but um, might not get as much love. And some of the and two of them definitely do. So we're gonna we're gonna go through naturally their abilities, how that plays out in the world that they're in, and more about the character. Uh, but all fire users this week, and I know for you, Mason, because we wanted to also discuss, mm. you know, just what fire represents. So when you think about fire, just in general, or the power of fire, what what comes to mind? Well. We have the thermal energy, the heat that it gives off. Um, the the classic campfire in the back. You had the roasted marshmallows. One bigger proportion of fire, the ball of fire, the sun. It really impacts in different ways. You know, you know, dry area, drought, fire hits. You know, the the devastation fire force and all that stuff. You have mm-hmm. different aspects and fire being beneficial. Well, you know, the session and all that stuff too relies on fire and pine cones releasing a seed. Because hardwoods usually are the dominant trees if pine trees don't have fire to spread their seeds. All that good stuff. Well you what is your depiction of fire? Normally, when I think of fire, I definitely think of, like, natural occurrences of it. So, from lava bursting out and lighting up things as as the magma flows through, I think about house fires, forest fires, fire tornadoes, I think about as well. I do think about electricity loosely, but Mm -hmm. I I think I, I picture more of the strength of it, kind of like how they sing about it in Mulan, just the bigness of fire itself and how dangerous it can be, but also how exciting a lot of people also find it. Like, shoot, we all love fireworks. Like, we all like lighting stuff up and seeing what happens. And we have a whole brand of of criminals called arsonists who absolutely love fire. So in anime itself, I think it's a, I think it's a really well-loved and well-respected uh, form of magic and magic mm-hmm. manipulation. So when you when we were talking about which elements to do first, I'm actually really glad that this one was in the top, like, four or five. <laughs> so you have a personal aspiration with fire as well. Do I? You have, like, a, a, sas- a, a substance with fire. You might have the fire feels and uh, interesting portrayal of how it interacts with you and life and stuff like that. I mean, fire definitely is seen as a life force because of the heat it brings, the warmth, 
And it comes up in a lot of different cultures. Um, yeah. It comes up in literature often. I think it's also just kind of a great portrayal because it's not always used to describe yeah. something bad or evil. Um, mm -hmm. There is a lot of positive connotations for fire itself. A lot of gods that are used um, in representation of fire. Everyone knows that um, even from like the Aztec to even the Greeks, everyone has something, has a god that represents uh, fire and flames. Oh um, yeah, don't forget the Olympic torch. Parent to the games, the tradition of whatever, how many years they, they did it. So it's really reminiscent of the fact that we born and we birth and also, you know, recovering from the ashes and coming to other aspects too. Like a phoenix? Yeah. Phoenix is also another way to look at it as well. Yeah, I I would have to say I see fire in more positive light than negative. And yeah. uh, I would say in every sense, probably besides modern, like a modern perception and concept of fire normally relates to like a lot of negative things like your house went up on fire or a car is on fire or people doing gender reveals and lighting up all of California on fire. But in any other aspect, whether it's psychology, religion, spirituality, or anime, uh, fire kind of has a great reputation. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Now, we do have someone with a... Like, a <laughs> he's a like really a good... <laughs> yeah, we've got someone with a good <laughs> reputation who is the cocker of fire, I would have to say, hands down. Um, and that is Natsu from, yeah. from Fairy Tale. So... Do you want to explain what fairy tale is to the viewer before we get into Natsu himself? No, go back. Go away. Um, so with fairy tale, we have a very interesting dynamic. Not we are introduced to Lucy, who comes in looking for a guild to join. And not so happens just to come along and basically say you should join my guild. But at the same time, there was like a person claiming to be from the fairy tale guild. And that person's actually a po is a fraud in that degree. So Natsu gets really agitated at the fact that he's basically have a facade of fairy tale name when not so himself is from fairy tales is very offending to him. How do you think yeah. about that first scene when we see Natsu in the first episode of Fairy Tale? I mean, he's he's like your typical show. First off, uh, appearance wise, yeah. he's ab absolutely got the main character look going on. <laughs> so when you see him and you get introduced to this world where there is a guild. And there is magic, and there's different beings. So I, I actually like I like the opening of a uh, fairy tale. I don't watch openings or closings for any shows, but uh, I do like fairy tales opening. I like how they kind of introduce Natsu. Uh, like I think my two favorite openings is either introducing the main character when they're about to start up for their mission, so we can kind of jump mm -hmm. right into, it, 
or you just you start off with them just doing something that is iconically them. So if it be if it's fighting, if it's like being clumsy or something like that, I like openings that that are in that same time frame. Yeah. So yeah. I and like then it. you know another thing about Fairy Tale, the world of Earthland is home to numerous guilds where wizards apply their magic for paid job requests. Not so Dragnir, a dragon slayer wizard from the Fairy Tale Guild. Explores the, the kingdom of Ferrere and searching with his adopted father, the dragon Anil. During this journey, he befriends a young celestial wizard named Lucy Hothophilia and invites her to join the fairy tale. Lucy forms a team with Natsu and his cat, like exceed partner Happy, which is joined by other guild members like Grey Filibuster, Ice Wizard. Soraya Scarlet, Magical Knight, and Wendy Marvel, and Carla, another Dragon Slayer, and Exceed Duo. The team embarks on numerous missions to, together, which including subduing criminals, illegal dark guilds, and ancient Easterous demons. All the while, you get the tale of fairy tale itself. Yeah, so... Essentially, in the show, you have this merry band of friends, and out of all these shows, <laughs> I would say uh, in anime, fairy tale is the show where the power of friendship will be anything. Like this is the show that is the stereotype where they're like, hey, "We believe in you," and then they somehow overcome a great a great darkness that's like befallen the land. It's it's wild. It's um, <laughs> it's hilarious, but. In regards to Natsu and his abilities, especially when it comes to fire, he he's just insane with his power level. Like you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's kind of like he he's kind of like the god of fire. He's um incredibly strong. He's quick, he's stupid. Um and he could get really annoying sometimes. Like mm -hmm. if you like uh Black Clover, if you can deal with Asta from Black Clover, You'll be fine with Natsu. Like you'll you'll be Natsu's just fine. Asta. What? Natsu's better than Asta. That's what I'm Dude. saying. Like if you can deal with Asta, you can deal with Natsu one hundred percent. But that's not, um, even a, not even a close comparison there. Natsu is totally uh, in my crazy. opinion. In oh my, my opinion, yeah. I I find them both annoying. I respect <laughs> them both, but I find them both annoying. I'll die on this hill. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'll lay down. Okay. Sure. Anyway. Um, and, you know, to introduce what Natsu is, he practiced a particular type of magic, Fire Dragon Slayer magic. That's his specialty, and that is what he encapasses of mm. the magic itself. And a brief background, um, I don't know, I think they mentioned in the first couple episodes about how he has Dragon Message. Do we need to explain that, or do you want them to find out how? Well, it's, it's in the description. He's trying to find uh, the teacher who originally taught him Dragon Magic. Yeah. So he's on a journey. So the whole show, as you're watching it, so yeah. the fairy tale guild overall is what they're under. And of course they're going out on the quest um, and then they have their side journeys and whatnot. 
but Natsu is looking um, for the dragon Igneo. So that yeah. is the main focus of the show as you're trying to see him get there. Um, he's grow how he grows his abilities, um, how he becomes more powerful in the relationships he develops. And naturally the friendships that he also makes, um, not just with the three main guild members that he has, uh, but with other people that they meet along the way. Um, and like he, let me see if I can find it because I I wanted to pull up some of the like just the just the like the feats, just the amazing action that sometimes these characters just pull out. And for Natsu, he has plenty of them. Um, one, he's faster than the speed of light, so we could like that's just that's just the start. Like he's. Not uh-huh. only powerful with fire, but he is quick enough and faster yeah. than the speed of light. Um, he burned oh, yeah, down him, an entire yeah. mountain. Yeah, he yeah. burned down an entire mountain at one point. Um, and he also one hitter quitter, uh, a battle god. Like, yeah. So he's not. It's not just his fire ability that yeah. is the main focus of what he does, but it is the most iconic of it. Like any person that can burn down a mountain, <laughs> like. Some of us can't hike the mountain, and he burned it down. So, when you compare that to maybe Zuko from uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, when you're yeah. kind of like introduced to him, is you're like, oh, okay, I see, I see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I see the difference, isn't it? Yeah. And also for him, um, he has the nickname Salamander, which, if you don't know, Salamander is a symbol of fire in that regard. And through being called Salamander, the fight the fire dragon slayer magic that Inyo taught him is a very ancient magic that's been doomed to be seen to be forgotten. But specifically why they were taught this magic is for a future conflict later in the story. But it's very vital to the story him learning the fire dragon magic that he has by Igno, who uh, I think raised him as like an adoptive child kind of thing. It's basically dragon and human, and a dragon teaching the human how to use demon, uh, dragon slayer magic that can actually quote, in one point powerful enough to deal with dragons like Igneo. I didn't know if you want me to follow up with that one. <laughs> I didn't have a so, point for after that one. You do? Yeah. And most of his moves are actually based of like dragon in the name and different styles with following the, the slay of magic that he uses. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to say? Oh, no, I wasn't going to say anything. When you finished, um, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, okay. what is my next point? But, yeah. And in, also, in totality, any, any dragon slayers, and particularly in fairy tale, usually can, if they, uh, the substance that they generate, they can also consume it as energy and actually gets a boost to their powers. So if Natsu eats any mm. form of fire, mostly, he can actually use that to replenish his energy, and it's similar to food in a way. 
but on a larger scale. Yeah, and there's like five different forms yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Um, there's actually yeah. a lot. There's, there's like the first generation, it's... second generation, and the third generation Dragon Slayers. So, I think Natsu's a first generation? Yeah. So, he's the generation that's actually taught by dragons, and the other ones are not necessarily taught by dragons as much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Fairy Tale itself is a highly rated it's a highly rated anime. It's it's finished, it's wrapped up. There's like three hundred and what twenty eight episodes for yeah, it. Yeah, it's so, pretty self contained. It's not it's not terribly long. You can watch it, have like, you know, at least a good month to watch it if you want to, split over two months if you need to. It really gives a good insight to not only what it is, but what it represents. And also with Natsu, um, he might be the fire dragon slayer, but he can be not his probably motivation. It can be food and other training, but other than that, or maybe guild arts and all those stuff like that, there's not much motivation in him. What for Natsu? Yeah. He's pretty straightforward. I mean yeah. <laughs> he's trying he's like he's trying to find his dragon dude. Uh yeah. he's this traveling with dude. his friends and <laughs> yeah, this dragon dude, Ixiel. And this um, dragon dude. That's yeah, funny. he just likes to fight. Yeah, he's a good yeah. he's a very he's a very straightforward character. I don't think they're gonna sit there and like have deep introspective thoughts while you watch him talk sometimes, but you will yeah. you will root for the friendship all the way through. And like I said, it's one of those shows where mm-hmm. you, if you have a great band of people around you, you can accomplish anything. And I honestly love that. It's stronger than fire. Oh, yeah. Like, and that like, loyalty is yeah. stronger than fire. And some of the most known attacks is like Fire Dragon's Raw, Fire Dragon's Claw, uh, Iron, uh, Fire Dragon's Iron Fist, Wing Attack, et cetera, et cetera. It's like over 20 different techniques that he uses and all have different forms and different ways he uses it. It's really interesting to see. He has several power-ups throughout different episodes and different forms with the fire that he uses. And also by eating fire, he gains the ability of fire immunity. So if he's in explosion, he's not as affected as someone else without their fire immunity. It really brings into different lights. And also, fun fact: Dragon Slayers in Fairy Tale, one weakness is anything involving a vehicle or moving on a ship or flying. They get very seasick or motion sickness. How about that? Which is they get <laughs> so weird. It affects all generations of dragon slayers as well. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it's just a fun, ironic thing that they just have to deal with. Yeah. And now, Natsu is not as ferocious as the next character, but he's lighthearted and good to be with while uh, Marceluna and be a very interesting firecracker if I would say something. 
called her a firecracker? I mean, what a fire no. user firecracker? We're gonna roast today. <laughs> so yes. Anyway, our firecracker next up is a uh, Marleona Vermilion from Black Clover. What? Uh, AKA she is the uncrowned, undefeated lioness. Uh, as she naturally loves to call herself and others also refer to her as. So if anyone has not seen Black Clover or heard of it, it follows the story of Asta, who is our main protagonist. He lives in a world where everyone is mainly born with magical abilities. Uh, You get a grimoire, which is a book like that's full of spells that Mm -hmm. has your innate ability intertwined with it. And kind of like, imagine like in Harry Potter, when they had to pick out the wands, your grimoire comes to you. You find it, you guys are connected. And unfortunately for Asta, though, he has no abilities and he grew up in an orphanage, constantly hoping that one day his skills would be unlocked. So you follow him as he becomes a member of his own guild, the Black Bulls, and uh, fights foes of different strengths, different abilities, as he tries to become what is known as the Wizard King, which is the strongest sorcerer of all the fighters in the land. So, and I, along I, the way, the Black Bulls uh, get a really interesting alliance formed with the Crimson Lion Squad, which is another uh, Royal Knight Squad in Black Clover, which we are, mm-hmm. at some point in the training episode, we were introduced to Malone Herman. The lioness, Marleona. yeah, Marleona. Marleona. <laughs> yes, yes. It's really interesting how we we see her. She's like very intense. Like she's like that. She's like that army instructor that's like in your face all the time, making sure you do it. It's just really intense training. <laughs> Yeah, she um so she is she's a magic knight again of the of the Crimson Lions who are highly well known and respected within the knight society because there are I believe like what eight different groups of uh knights uh different clans of the knights. The yes. Black Bulls are the lowest because they rarely complete missions and are successful in it, but the Crimson Lions absolutely are. And this is because uh uh Mara Leona, she is incredibly intense and she has no problem um not only using her fire abilities on people which normally take the representation like an actual lion uh, a lion on fire coming at you so beyond that she also is just insane with hand-to-hand combat like she can beat up people like she doesn't need just her power and i that's what i love about her she's also the only one on our list today that uh has that really like fiery aggressive um personality type that you would think of with fire i think the rest of the people we have on here are kind of they're like really good natured at heart you know they smile a lot without it looking like a smirk like they're going to murder you immediately afterwards um so i i enjoy every time she shows up because she just scares the crap out of everybody on screen true and in doing so uh you know, hostile personality, short temper, loud and aggressive. Lead. Okay, but even though she's loud and aggressive, one model that she sticks so much behind that she believes in action so more than words. 
So what you do, how you act is actually way higher than what you say. Because you can say it all the time and not actually do it. Yeah, that's I mean, title about her personality too. Yeah, well, you have to because she's also not just a knight, um, yeah. but also a captain. Um, and uh, and with being a captain and with in being in charge, like she needs her people to believe in her as much as she believes in them. So you and you'll see it when you watch the Crimson Knights when they fight. They're absolutely willing to lay down their lives um, to protect the kingdom and to protect their fellow uh, their fellow men. So her uh, loyalty burns true. Captain, as much he took temporary captain of the Fire Knight squad at one point. In my but... mind, she's still captain. But who was it? Was it her brother? Was yes. it the older or younger brother who was in charge? The, old, the, the older brother. Yeah, she was the second <laughs> child. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I, had, I had a flashback to this fight. Uh-huh. She, they, her brother and her are like on equal footing when it comes to like fighting. But at one point, the older brother was uh, weaker than her. But it took some time, and he actually kept caught up. There was, you know. Oh yeah, their whole family's insane, dude. Their whole yeah, family's yeah. like power level is insane. And she knows how yes. to motivate others. Even though she's yes. very intense in your face type of way, she will motivate you to the point where you don't even know that you have it in you. Like Asta trying to shoot up to the mountain in the uh, la- Maga, uh, the severe monozone of the lava volcano. Yeah. So yeah. she pushes him so much that he somehow mixes a cloak around him that he doesn't have access to without her pushing him so hard. So, we really get that, and, you know, if someone like that can get, gosh, the really less forward, straightforward of Asta, that's pretty good when it says how she governs and believes the natural way to do training. Yeah, I mean, she's confident in in what she does. Like, there's, I think there is a stark difference with her character compared to some yeah. of the others that we have on the list. Just because, one, she's like she's on the side of like the law and righteousness and whatnot, but she's also she's also very aware of how good she yeah. is from the jump. You, I, you don't get introduced to her having like any real doubts um, for like a hot minute. Like, she's just very aware that she has come into a battle and either she's going to leave alive or someone else is going to leave alive. And it's just like, let's go. I, and I, I like that <laughs> when I watch her, like captain Yami, who is the captain of the black bulls. He's yeah. like, every time you see him, he's super laid back. He's smoking, wearing a wife beater, not in the mood <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. He's incredibly strong. And even he's afraid of her. And he's that character that like, when you look at him, he looks strong, but he's so lazy that you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen when he fights. And then when you see him fight, yeah. you the respect is all back. He's afraid of her. And so you can yeah. clearly see that, you know, she's well respected. She has a, she does have the monozone, um, which is just a technique that 
she's like learned and become an expert at so she can predict people's moves. Yeah, okay. And then with her power level, being able to predict people's moves, being a strategist, and also just being very confident. I wouldn't say cocky. She's not cocky because she can back it up, but she's very confident. So she can throw people off of their their A game mentally. Oh, yeah. So she's just, and when she she's did well the rounded. training episode to the hot springs to train in monozone, she took mm-hmm. Asuka and Yuno with them. But he goes to leave, grabs Yuno too, and then she grabs the pair of fire and invites them to come along. And to say, you better not say no. You better come along. And you, she's yes, just you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they, they get training in that aspect. So it's really interesting in her personality-wise. I really feel that at any time she could have been captain. But I feel like she wasn't in the mentor. It's the only the only thing that stopped her from being actual captain was not one in the position. She just went along and went for long missions by herself for the kingdom. Yeah, she didn't want to be annoyed. I I feel yeah. that. <laughs> like she just forget a group project. I'll do it myself. Like I I get it. I absolutely get it. And <laughs> so her um as a character, she is definitely. As as Mason stated, she is definitely a firecracker. But <laughs> um, the whole show, I would say, yeah, yes, I I like fairy tale, but I love Black Clover. I think yeah. I think the idea of having someone without magic being the main character, and then you have wild personalities like uh, Merleona, like uh-huh. it's just yeah, it's just great. It's the perfect mix. Um, but yeah, she's definitely a standalone character. I think if you put her in a fight, you can definitely bet your money on her. Oh, yeah. And alongside her, we've got our next standalone character in another great anime, which would be Ace from One Piece. Yes. So with Ace, with One Piece, it's basically Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy goes on a journey. And in doing the journey, he wants to be the pirate king. And in being the pirate king, he goes on a journey to find and establish his goal. He goes out to sea after he reached the age of 18, no, 17 to do so. And he earns the status of uh, the, the deadly generation. When doing so, we actually slowly see him build up his crew. When he first does it, he doesn't have a crew, so we actually see him trying to navigate in the sea by himself without a navigator. The swordsman, he just gets lost with direction. You know, the navigator, his only motivation is money. The book, the singing skeleton. Oh, gosh. It's just so many things. That the yeah, I was like, represents. I was like, I was like, we gotta, we gotta make it simple. One, one piece is still ongoing, so if you're gonna get into it, yeah. um I did make it simple. No, this is not. No, this. No, you did. No, I'm saying, but oh. the multiple arcs that uh, One Piece has, oh, yeah. <laughs> even if we try to encompass them as where the oh. show is at right now, it's it's too much. Oh, like we we love you guys, and uh, One Piece is just something. This is not a you'll watch it in a month show. It's definitely one of those shows you're gonna watch over time. And you're going to be in love with it the whole way you're doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's about 
It's about Luffy and his crew. Um, but Ace is actually not a part of the group. Uh, Portugal's yeah. the Ace. He is his brother. Um, and, yeah. so and there's a flashback arc of them as children, so it provides some really good insight of what Luffy expires and all that stuff. Oh, to be the Pirate King? Yeah, it was, it was direct motivation and all that stuff. Flashback art. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good. But yeah, with, when, really it comes good to, when it comes to Ace, Ace is a very, like, mature beyond his years kind of thing. His approach in One Piece is just slowly do his thing, and some, and also will fight for the injustice of the world. He does have that motivation. He see him in different arcs of how he traveled. That will come back and do you know make this promise for you, da da da, all that stuff. So he's very endearing character, and the reason why we have so much of a connection to him in One Piece is yes, he's the a brother of Monkey D. Luffy. But, you know, there's a big point where people are connected to him because at some in different aspects of the journey, we see him helping Monkey D. Luffy and the crew in different areas in his traveling by himself. And for anyone that doesn't know, his nickname is Firefist Ace. He's part of the Whitebeard Pirates, and that's his affiliation as a second division commander. Yeah. So, um, with Ace, when you're when you're first introduced to him, you're when the way even the way he looks, he yeah. he does like he does is very reminiscent of Luffy. Uh, but he's also, I would definitely say like the cooler version. He's the fun, kind of like outlaw older brother who pops up and then goes back on the run. But with Ace, uh, the gum gum fruit, which is the the fruit that gives these magical abilities in One Piece, his is for fire. So yeah. what was his what was his gum gum fruit called? Like fire, fire, gum drop, or yeah. something like that. It fire, was something fire. really simple. Very, yeah. very something like that. Yeah. Um. So like like Mason mentioned, he he did work uh, in the second division for the Whitebeard Pirates. He was very close to Captain Whitebeard, and even though he was on the run because of like the lineage and their fathers, and yeah. you'll you'll get the whole backstory when you waste a couple of months watching the show to get through yeah, it. Yeah, it's on the Ford work. That's really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He he's a lovable character, not just from his abilities. I would yeah. probably say his abilities are like the added factor on top. Yeah. But his very kind of like fun, laid back, just yeah. really loving big brother personality is the thing that draws everybody into him. And then yeah. it just becomes cooler because he can also manipulate fire. And yeah. he's you know, he's strong and, and he's awesome. He has this is a male male no me that basically is fire fire. Um when people eat devil fruits, they lose their ability to swim. They would hate it. Basically, they like have a devil inside them, and the devil 
the ocean takes the revenge on the devil and makes him sink to the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. But with his, uh, he's a rare type, which we call a logia type devil fruit. Um, so his he's literally a fire human. He's the embodiment of fire. He can become intangible through fire. He can control, create, and transform his body into fire, basically. Yeah. He's got the full stream of uh, abilities, like, from his fire fist, like, fire fist, like, fire pillar, got the yeah. spear, the holy cross, the net. He, he, can, he can do it all. And before he joined the second division for Whitebeard, he actually formed his own pirate crew called the Fire Fist Pirates. So he was just absorbed into Whitebeard after they, I think, made an alliance or could not defeat Whitebeard. Yeah. No, you're right. Let me see. He's I'm looking for one of his three packs. different types of uh, hockey. So if that's relevant for some people. That's another martial art technique that's not devil fruit. Um, yeah, he's but, actually an exceptional fighter out, yeah. even outside of just uh, yeah. having the devil fruit um, abilities as well. And, you know, he may have had an unfortunate uh, match with uh, Lava, but, you know, that's totally different in how that explains in the show. <laughs> he just didn't have a good matchup in that one. No, you're right. I just, I don't want to say. I want to like, like, leave them definitely as surprises. Um, yeah. Because a lot, some of his fights, like, are going to have you on the edge of your seat where you're like, <laughs> yo, oh no. How, like, and that's, that's, that's going to happen a lot in One Piece. Uh, yeah. If you, I would say the best. In my opinion, I think the kind of equivalent is uh, whenever there is a new drop for uh, for Dragon Ball Z, like when they did Super, and you were like, oh, you can't get to another level. Like, we've done it all. And then they always find another way to just, like, over, like, <laughs> just every character becomes OP in their own way, and you definitely see that for Ace. Um, yeah. Like, I think definitely later in the series, you see some of his be his better fights. But again, we can't. I don't want to say too much for his character itself. And there's also one epic fight scene of an entire island of dark and fire just going everywhere. That's really good. So he, does, he as a person, the fight scene that he's involved with, like Airbasta arc, Marine Fort, all of that, we see a lot of growth and character development in him. You know, you be. You really become attached to his character, and you should really see how his character plays out and how it relates not only to the anime, but, you know, form your own individual feeling of Ace, because Ace is just one of those people you can't really dislike, to me. No, I don't, and I think uh, like every time him and Luffy went head to head, and if you when you watch the show, you see how strong Luffy is, especially with um his stretching ability. Yeah. But he never beat Ace in a fight. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And he Luffy never he so never inspired. beat his brother. Yeah, and Luffy was so inspired by Ace 
Um, he actually did a technique to inflame something similar to a fire fist, Red Hawk. So yeah. he paid like tribute to Ace and that ability, but like once he uses it, we see it throughout afterwards after he introduces it. So it's really interesting how he keeps using it and it's like a power boost fire punch kind of thing. I don't know where he's able to make fire. I don't know how, but it's just the explanation <laughs> of just anime. He can just do things out of nowhere. <laughs> that's that's called magic. It's not magic. They don't have any magic, unfortunately, in One Piece. True. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you, everybody got a little magic in them. I mean, even though... Devil. It's been and the water fruits are referred to as magic, but that's just because they're so isolated from the world. So, true. I mean, but, the only closest thing to magic that we have is their belief that devil food's magic. I mean, it does literally tell you in the beginning that it puts a demon inside of you. So, you know, I will give it to them. <laughs> I will, yeah, oh, come on. That's the that's that like, I will let. Let's be able to, like, super, well, that's also super magic, super too. But I feel like with Ace's character, you know, he, like, he, the reason why he has Fire Fist, he'll literally launch from his ship and go crashing down an enemy's ship just with one punch and that's how he got the name Fire Fist because of how mm -hmm. in battle he would take down all these ships in one hit kind of thing and the entire fire was split in half and it, it would just go everywhere oh yeah because um, he, he does talk about how he got the bounty that he has uh, and it's it's up to you if you want to like because he's also you don't see him doing terrible things in the show like you'll see with some yeah. of the others like he, he, gets, his, he gets that money mm -hmm. yeah he gets that bounty because of his lineage and his yeah. notoriety he doesn't get it because he's out there committing insane crimes or stealing and taking from others or you know like pillaging or anything like that I mean, not, some of that not. bounty is influenced by that, but also at the same time, when it became public knowledge, using him in that scene, yeah, it becomes more of that court issue. But it's usually his bounty because he was on the fire physics and enjoying Whitebeard. Yeah. Whitebeard is a, uh, a, an emperor of the sea, so... Just by the infatuation second command of that is really on just fighting ability overall. You're not wrong. You got me there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on from Ace, we yeah. have our, our final and last uh our fire user character. And that is Miss Lena Inverse from Slayers. Uh, if you guys have not heard of Slayers or you haven't watched it, that's okay. It came out in like 1995. So every show that we've talked about recently has come out in like the last 
I would say anywhere between 10 and 15 years, maybe almost 20 for some of them. But I for mean, Slayer, one piece is 20 years. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, I think it's about 20 years for One Piece. With yeah. the amount of drawings they have had to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bless their souls. Who bless their souls and their pencils. But Slayers did come out in the 90s, the mid 90s. Um, it yeah. did, like, it aired in Tokyo, it aired on Funimation, yep. um, and all of that. And it started mm-hmm. off as a manga. It's another fantasy, co- um, like, comedy, old school one where, of course, again, someone's on a journey. And that is uh, Lena Inverse. Do you want to introduce her character? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lena Inverse is a teenage sorcerer and the main character of the, Sla- the Slayer series. And in this, we see she was in high school, created a story when Lena was 10 years old, clone of her new older sister, Lena Luna Inverse. was obsessed with machinery. First part of the series, she introduced that she's 15. As the series progresses, she goes older. Gone to the anime Google of Thumb. Remember in the first series, 15. Slayer's next, 16. So on, so on. One of the most powerful and feared sources in all the land. So she really earns lots of recognition and what is truly about her personality. Um, she's a sorceress by heart, so she's the practitioner of fire magic specifically. What's your uh, impression of Slayers and Lena Inverse? Character. I mean, she has that like kind of like fun, loud, like there's something there. There's a lot of times where she's just yelling and wrong, but still a lot of fun. Um, and she is one of the most powerful like sorcerers of the time. And for the most part, all she really cares about is food, money, and jewels like prestigious guys, like things that are glitzy and glammy that she is interested mm-hmm. in. She is not going around trying to defeat evil. She is not on some massive quest to like gain higher power. She literally is just out there doing yep. side missions, like just they enjoying herself. Teenage sorcerer Lena Inverse and her companions as they journey through the world using powerful magic, swordsmanship, they battle overreaching Wizards, demons, seeking to destroy the world, and an occasional hapless gang of bandits. Yep. You can't go wrong. They go in the merry way, and at the end of the point, they're just a fellow companion group that just Lena Inverse takes along with her. Yeah. I mean, she's got she's got her superpower, not superpowers, but she has like super strength um, for a girl of her age. She's able to destroy towns. She's able to take down like monsters, demons, dragons, other sorcerers. Uh, and she has like a wide range of fire manipulation and explosion techniques that she uses in battles. Yeah. Uh, which, and I think she almost touches on, I think about almost every other elemental form of yeah. magic as well throughout the show. Yeah. It is it is one of those old school show guys where you start off with them probably being good very good at one thing like fire and then dabbling in the other elements from yeah, like yeah. electricity to air sound whatever and then by the end, is magical genius yeah. black magic shamanism both in white magic and also told her own in a short sword extremely high magic com- capacity draw upon 
indescribable powerful spells, the Dragon Slave and Giga Slave, and all different, you know, Demon Blood Talismans. So she has a she's a really roundabout character, but her main affinity that she's known for is fire. Absolutely. And I Even mean, though, that's kind of a given. I mean, we've had what three out of four characters on this list have like red hair. Like, I guess <laughs> Nasa's hair is kind of like pinkish, reddish pink. But yeah, any I guess if they got red hair, <laughs> like we know where to put them. <laughs> I mean, maybe unless you unless you're just judging a book by its cover, and then the red hair tends to be someone else. I mean, Either if you or, if you uh, buy. Just- well, she's and all, four she's, of those books are one thing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah, but I, I like, yeah, I, I like Lena. I haven't watched Slayers in a hot minute. Like, I watched some of the clips before this yeah. episode, and it still holds up. Like, it's still just a really fun show. If you want to get lost on an adventure, and this was the style of nineties, uh like fantasy anime, you're going to have a group of uh, individuals going out and they're going through caves and dungeons and they're going on these cryptic like uh, missions and whatnot and seeing the things that they, they encounter and how they grow with each other. Like I forgot how fun Slayers actually was. And the music's not bad either. I'm still oh, not going to yeah. watch it for every episode, but I still, I like the opening. Yeah. So, um, that's all of our characters. I feel like I have no more characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have other other great mentions. Like yeah. you got Roy Mustang. Yeah. Uh, again, Mr. Yamamoto. Uh, we have all of Fire Force. We were going to include yeah. Fire Force guys, but we we really like the characters that are on this list. So yeah. you know, apologies. <laughs> we did talk about them, but no game for this list. And most of the time that we see her destroying entire towns, she's uh, Lena in versus basically by the fire magic, usually exploding mm-hmm. type with it. And in doing it, she can create lots of destructive ability, stronger spells, lots of shadow and shake entire islands, multi-universal level for superior dragons, and super respective multiverses in her own existence. Easily kill a hell, you know, hellmaster and all that stuff. Striking ability, superhuman. I mean, I think she's kind of maxed out in almost all of the yeah the ability fields. By the time, by the time you get further yeah. enough into the show, because she has like she's able to travel, out, like not like the Flash, but she can travel fast, like large blocks of land mm. really quickly. She's very resilient. She's super smart. Um, she can conquer almost every magical element that you can yeah. throw at her. It's also because of the very high magic capacity that she has. Particularly studying sorcery since a very young age. These spells are often defensive and particularly destructive. She probably takes practitioner of magic and studying of it more seriously than like oh, I would just say this she takes and studies her skills on a very superior level than Ace and Natsu when they do type of battle and stuff so and, and you can you know she has that trust 
the prodigy type feel to her that actually gives her even more character development. But I really like her personality. I just it's like she's always not only is she like studying on each thing. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Her weakness is doing what? What? What slugs her weakness? I forgot that's part of her weakness. Oh, it's it's tied to tramps, I think. Oh, I want to say one of the weaknesses. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> when she gets her period. Like, it's just, yeah, no, that's that's real life. Like, I don't want to do crap. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Wrap up the day. I, no matter how strong you are, if, if, if it's oh, yeah. that time, we're out. Oh, she's also sub- she can also be very hypnotized. So if the enemy has like hypnosis, she can just just basically be really weak to that type. Also, she has problems with friendly fire. Oh boy. Yeah. They just go straight in battle and not only really have any plan or willing to prepare for the battle at all. What do you think about that? What a friendly fire! I think that honestly, if if I am fighting someone and the only thing that seems to hurt them is themselves, um, think I thank God for that. You know, like I'm cool with that. <laughs> it, <laughs> I think it looks also hilarious in battles if you if she, when she's blowing stuff up or sending out attacks, but then she also has stuff crumbling around her or screwing herself up. Yeah, I. That's just that's just one of the best tropes in in fighting animes, hands down. Oh yeah, it's really good how they do it and all that stuff. Yeah, the and the animation style still holds up. Um, oh yeah, and I I love the way old school anime is is drawn. I love the way the eyes and the hair definition is done. So mm-hmm. ten out of ten watch. Oh yeah, and Slayers is uh, and yeah, you know, with Slayers, it's a sh- it's a relatively short. Series. Yeah, it's like twenty six, right? Twenty six episodes, something like that. So, I was if I was you, if you really wanted to last, watch one episode a week. You really can enjoy the storyline better that way, in my opinion. Because I feel like watching all short episodes all in one sitting kind of like, you kind of forget what happens. So. I say crank it out, bros. I say. At least do four episodes a week. There's like 26. You can knock that out in a month. I mean, you can knock it out in a month, yeah. But once a week is good, too, for the slow people that want, you know, just one episode here and there kind of thing. Yeah, this is definitely a show you're going to finish before you finish One Piece. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to circle back and still be on One Piece. So, and yeah. this one, I I think they have like other arcs or so for it. I can't remember yeah, if they uh, animated the those arcs, ones. Yeah, the other arcs, she actually ages and is like skip, skipping of whatever happened before and then you introduce the new conflict. So, it's like three or four 
sequels after the first season. Mm-hmm. So, there's other installments that follow the similar storyline. Not majorly different, because it's the same character. They just want you apart. That's all. Hmm. So that pretty much wraps up what uh, Fire uses an anime represent and exemplify not only as fire and techniques, maybe hairstyle, but maybe attitudes as well. And even some other characteristics of the, the ideologically of free will and how just fire just randomly ignites and be part of that you know the what's it called it just no intervention is needed for it to happen it's just a chemical reaction from the surrounding oxygen and then there you go fire ignites Oh, like combustion. Uh, what is it? Combustion. Well, combustion is similar, but also all it takes for fire is an external source to ignite it, and after it ignites, mm. it's basically on its own. It just freely burns. That's the that's the interesting characteristic of fire. It's one of those things that needs an external source to start it up. But if, as long as it has everything it needs, it will keep just growing, and the more fuel it has, it just keep it'll eventually die out. But some those fires on the ground that has so much fuel, they don't never it, it keeps burning over thirty years. So that's most to do with like coal and stuff. What was to do? Yeah, but all of the characters in these shows, yeah. whether it be from what magic or a magic, like what do you, how do you even describe them gum fruit? Like I don't know, just a fruit, I guess. A, fruit a demonic, demonic, demonic fruit. A demonic fruit that tastes so bitter, you, it's really bad until you taste it. Yeah. So, um, it's like characters, a bit of. Sweet, no, was it tangerine? No, not tangerine. Oh, grapefruit. It's like a really, it's like 10 grapefruits together, and it's so bad. Eat them Sounds all like at once. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I know. But uh, that concludes this uh, episode of that we did with Natsu Dragner from Fairy Tale. Uh, Marcel. Mona Luce. Oh, gosh. Marilona. Marilona. Yep. Marilona. Philman from Black Clover. Focus the Ace from One Piece. And Lena Inverse from Slayers. And any closing arguments about file in general as an element? Oh, no. Absolutely not. I mean, it's one of the top elements to use. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say... I, there's a lot of ways to beat fire. Like... Yeah. Earth users, water users, air users, all of them could probably find a way to overcome fire. But in yeah. regards to uh, intensity and also just performance-wise, it's, yeah. it's top-notch, and you can't go wrong with it. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. Like We really enjoy doing these. 
next week episode is actually going to be on Baki. We're going to be taking a break from the elementals and switching back over to some uh, different topics. But don't worry, we will be back on it um, to wrap out the other top-notch ones that we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, yeah. And you'll be a good surprise what they are and how we're going to introduce them. So you guys enjoy what we have done. Thank you for being part of the audience. And we'll be back. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. And also, Rhea might join the uh, Fire Fist Pirates before we know it. So who knows? That is not what I've ever said. <laughs>